Our guest for today's podcast calls herself the Rebel Influencer, Natalie Klum. We were introduced to Natalie by the alumni coordinator at UNLV, Mitch Keenan, an effort to assist in expanding our recently developed Rebel Groundbreakers podcast. In this interview, Natalie gives us some very useful information on how to expand our influence on social media by staying authentic and following what makes our fire burn. So now let's get to the interview. Welcome to the Rebel Groundbreakers podcast, where we aim to inspire, motivate, and create future Rebel Groundbreakers. On this podcast, we discuss topics with UNLV students, alumni, and community leaders to provide listeners with knowledge and resources to succeed. Thank you for switching the plans last minute and coming on to Zoom. We're having some difficulties with Google. Yeah, no worries. I've, I've been on Zoom, I feel like, every day now, all day. So, here we go. <laughs> it gets tiring. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how, how have you been doing? Good. It's been really busy. I've been working on producing a video series called Be Virtual Together. Um, really what's happening in response to uh, COVID-19. Um, a lot of people are working from home, you know, this using virtual tools. And I've been using virtual tools for a while. So I wanted to create a series to help and, you know, just support people the best that I could, um, giving them tips and tools and resources, um, interviewing a lot of experts on virtual tools. And um, yeah, our first round of videos went live this week. So posting a new video every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So hats off to you podcast producers doing interviews and that kind of work. It's a lot of work. So, but it's been, it's been worthwhile if I can make a difference for someone during this time and helping them use the virtual tools or transition to virtual. Um, thankfully, we have these tools right now to help us get through this time. Right. So um, your Be Virtual series, is that through your Instagram or how can we find that? So if you go to BeVirtualTogether.com, it will take you directly to YouTube. I have it on YouTube. So that way, it, if someone um, is searching and looking for virtual tools, I want it to be easily found. But BeVirtualTogether.com will take you to YouTube. And we've been interviewing people, like, for example, the videos that went live this week, we have someone that's talking about webinars and creating a mini webinar. So you can have something like a, a sales tool right out of the gate. We've talked about virtual summits and custom boxes, I'm processing a video today on how to create a course and how to use video. Um, and gosh, we've, I've done interviews, you know, we've, some people around mindset um social media we've talked a little bit about all of the different tools so yeah be virtual together.com that's the best way to find it so you mentioned also that you were a previous rebel and now you're a unlv alumni correct yep yep i went to unlv so what did you study during your time at unlv and how how did your experience then lead you to where you are now yeah so interesting story um, I have a special place in my okay. heart for UNLV, and I have a special place in my heart for the city of Las Vegas. It is my adopted hometown. 
because that's where I, I went to school. Um, I, I love UNLV. Um, when I started there, I actually started in the School of Communications. Um, I wanted to go to, into journalism. Okay. And as I was going to school, I was also working full time. So I was juggling school and working. And the job that I had, it was actually one of my first sales jobs. So that's how I got into sales was working for this company that I was working for while I was um, going to school at UNLV. And so during my time there, I actually changed my uh, course of study and I went into business administration because the time, the job that I had, and that's what everyone was telling me to do. You know, when you're going to school and people, you know, you have all these people telling you what to do. I know now it's like, okay, hold up everybody. Let me figure it out. But at the time, you know, I didn't, you know, it's, 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 it's a hard thing to navigate it really is. There's a ton of pressure to like have your whole life figured out in your early twenties. It's like, uh, hello, no, <laughs> you can't yeah. have it all figured out, you know, but there <laughs> is that pressure. Um, so I changed my degree to business administration, which served me fantastic. I mean, I've had my own business since, geez, I was 26 25, 26. So I, I mean, it really set me off to be on the uh, path of an entrepreneur. What's interesting about where I am now, though, is I've taken all my business experience. I've taken everything that I've done with my business and, and with selling. Um, I wrote a book called Taking the Sell Out of Sales, and it was all about my, my journey in um, just finding my way in that industry. But what I love about what I'm doing now is I feel like I've come full circle because when I started school at UNLV and I wanted to go into journalism and I wanted to be, a, a, you know, a, a, with communications and now that's exactly what I'm doing, um, using virtual tools, creating video, creating content. Um, writing and in a way reporting, but reporting in a different way, reporting on things that um, mean something to me that I hope make an impact for other people and can help other people find their way and to help them use the virtual tools. Um, and then also to be successful in their business and, and, or in their career, especially when it comes to the sales process. That's very interesting. Yeah, it sounds like you got a lot out of your experience and starting your own business basically at 26. That's, I mean, for a lot of college students who are probably finishing around 22, 23, that's a very early start, you know. So you mentioned that you've been working virtually um, prior to this as well, correct? Yes. yes. So what does your job entail and how did you get into that? So about, I've been doing solely virtual for three years now. Um, and the reason why is I had a real estate and a property management company that I had it for 15 years and it was in a very cyclical market that it cycled often and the cycles were really hard. And the last time it cycled, I just didn't have the energy in me to go through another cycle. I was doing community and economic development, worked with a lot of retailers and commercial development, um, housing development, 
worked with a lot of the industry companies with their real estate holdings and it just died overnight. And so I knew that I know the feeling what it's like to go to work and have the rug ripped out from underneath you. So when this all started to happen for, I said to myself first, I'm so glad that I have been, I spent the last three years being virtual and you know my goal and my intention was to be able to work from anywhere to be able to use the technology and the tools that we have to create and build a service around that I've always been interested in in the you know digital marketing and all of that my background is sales so I wanted to help people with their sales processes and to be able to use the virtual tools to do so because you know the way we do business traditionally and even more now has changed so much and the virtual tools are such a, part, a big part of that so for me uh, it was a right. personal decision because I didn't want to go through another hard cycle and have to go through the recovery phase and I wanted to have flexibility to be able to be anywhere in the world, to connect with anyone in the world, and to grow a business um, using those tools. So that was my motivation, and, and that's what I'm really inspired to help people with what's happening right now because it is, there's so much possibility out there. Like the tagline for Be Virtual Together is take action today to create possibility for tomorrow. We, we truly are, are in the driver's seat. It's just a matter of how we look at things, how we respond to things, and then the action that we can take to be able to either enhance what we're already doing or create new opportunity and possibility for ourselves. I love that. Do you have any um, advice for students transitioning out of college on how they can just make that a smoother transition and really find success in their careers? I would say the advice that I wish I would have had at that time when I was going to school and, and, and graduating and doing all of that is I wish we're, I wish we were encouraged more to like listen to ourselves and what feels right and what feels good versus what we should do or um, this is the, this is the path that you're supposed to take and, and I think as we get older we realize that mm -hmm. there isn't just one way to do things there's more than just one right way right. To, to do something and it really starts with um, what lights you up? What makes you excited? What makes you feel good? Um, what you enjoy spending your time doing because the reality is you're going to spend the majority of your time doing it. And if you don't like it, please don't do it. Like stop <laughs> because that's where stress and all of that <laughs> come into play and we put pressure on ourselves. And there's no reason why in the day and age that we live now that we can't have the best of both worlds, meaning doing what you love and enjoying what you do and making a living and an earning at it. And we have these tools that gives us the ability to continue our education, to go and learn from someone that maybe is further down the road on the path that you want to take, like learn from those people that are really in the trenches and doing it. And I just wish the advice that I would have been given is follow your heart, um, do what you enjoy doing and not necessarily looking as much outside of myself for advice, which, you know, obviously we get good advice here and there, 
but oftentimes advice is usually given from that person's perspective and everybody has a different perspective on things, right? Um, you right. can ask the same question to numerous people and you'll get a different answer and it's all based on their perception, right? Yeah. So yeah, trusting yourself, listening to your gut, um, doing what brings you joy, enjoying the journey, enjoying the process. It's, it's, you know, you never really truly arrive to one certain destination. Um, be proud, celebrate what you just accomplished. If you're finishing school, like be proud, celebrate that, take that time to acknowledge what you accomplished, regardless of what the outcome or the results are. Like the fact that you crossed the finish line, like pat yourself on the back. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so it sounds like you do have a little bit of rebel in you with um, the advice that you're giving to follow your heart. And your, yeah. your signature says um, the rebel influencer. So does mm -hmm. that tie into one another? Did you get that from being a rebel previously? Or where, where did that come into play? Well, it's so funny that I ended up going to a school that is the running rebels, right? In fact, when I was... I want to say like eight years old. I remember my dad went on a trip and he came through Las Vegas and he brought me a t-shirt, a basketball t-shirt said UNLV running rebels because I loved basketball when I was, when I was little and I still to this day actually have that shirt. And then I always have somewhat been a rebellious person, not intentionally. Like I don't want, you know, not a rebel in the sense <laughs> that wants to like, you know, cause chaos or anything like that. But I've just always been someone that um, is very independent and strong-willed. And I like to figure things out on my own. And, and sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes that's a bad thing. Right. But, um, right. And then to end up going to school where the running rebels, I think back on that all the time, how much the word rebel and the theme rebel has showed up in my life. And then Lately, part of what I was saying earlier, like why it's so important to listen to your heart and to do what feels good to you. And I finally like let go of all of the things that I should do. And, and when I, after I let my real estate business go, I said, what is it that I want to do? And I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to do kind of what I set out to do initially, like with journalism and, and just being a, a resource and provide information and help people along the way. And then when I started the company that I have now, which is called Rebel Influencer, it's really rebelling against what has become known now as what it means to be an influencer. Okay. An influencer to me is someone who makes a difference, whether you help one person, whether you help many people. And we all have the ability to influence one another. And we have a choice on how we do that. And so it's not about putting like fancy pictures up or, you know, all of that sort of stuff that influencer has become. It's about making a difference in the world, be using your personality, your skills, your tools, your knowledge, whatever it is to make an impact. To me, that's what it means to be a rebel influencer, like rebelling against what we've been told an influencer is and finding our own path uh, to, to make that difference that we all, we all can make with our lives. So how do you think, 
um, you've been trying to reach audiences like college students when they're so stuck on this idea of an influencer who is like somebody who's conforming to everything. How do yeah. you change that message? Well, I think first and foremost, like just be proud of who you are. Don't try to be someone that you're not. Don't try to be, you know, like so much of what is put out there on media is not real. And so it's like, we're trying to live up to these false expectations, which is extremely exhausting, or we're trying to live up to like this path that we're told, like, this is what you're supposed to do. Right. And everyone in their life will reach some point in time, some crossroad. And for me, it took, you know, over 20 years to, to get to this crossroad to say, you know what? I'm done doing what everyone is telling me I should do. I'm going to do it my way. And um, so just to, to just be proud of who you are and like, and, and embrace who you are, accept who you are, and then do the things that makes you happy and brings you joy. And then yes, use social media to share that because there's to me a powerful message when someone is true to themselves or just accepts themselves and then shares it with the world, it, could that inspire someone else to do the same? And so this false sense of reality that people are putting out right. there, it's just, you know, yeah. but I think there'll be a point in time because people I think are starting to get, you know, kind of like, oh, you know, I'm not really feeling that, you know, and they start looking for things that are really more genuine and, and, and real. And I think that those, right. are, those are the true influencers. I agree. But then there's also a business um, standpoint, which you, I'm sure you know about how obviously people are creating content because they want to make a business out of it and they have to kind of tend to a certain audience. So how do they stay true to themselves while doing that? Well, I think first and foremost, and this is what I help people with in my business. So I help people set up their sales processes um, using social tools, right? Using social networking. So for example, you know, in sales, sales is all about building relationships. It's about finding people who have a certain problem or want to accomplish a certain goal and then providing that solution or helping them get to that goal that they want to accomplish, right? So we look at our social right. networking tools, for example, and how do we use those to connect with people? Because the reality is the majority of us are on them now. Like that's how, that's how you can connect in, with people and communicate how you can help them. So I would say first and foremost, if you're starting a business or you're starting in a new career, you're starting something where you're using these social tools, don't let your main motivation be the money. My opinion, if your motivation is to make a difference and to help people, the money will follow, right? So using these social tools to connect with people that you can help, that you, that you can help solve their problem or you can help them accomplish their goal. And then you create content around that and demonstrating that, you know, that you have this skill, you have this tool, you have this knowledge, whatever that is, and then sharing it. And to me, in the long run, you'll build a far more sustainable business if you're building it one person at a time, because at the end of the day, it's about relationships. And these are tools that we can use to build relationships and to connect with people. 
But if we think, oh, I have to have, you know, thousands or millions of followers, and, and yes, you can go out and buy those followers or whatever, but you'll, you'll learn really quickly that those people don't know who you are. They're not engaged with you. They're not connecting to your message. And right. it was, you know, it, it causes more harm than good. But if you spend the time genuinely getting to know what people are needing in your network, and then if you haven't already to come up with a solution and to provide that, whether it's an information product, whether it's a course, whether it's a tangible product, if you take the time to really get to know what your audience and your network is needing and then be yourself, you'll build a business that will be far more sustainable in the long run versus going after like the vanity metrics and trying to, you know, have all of the big numbers because that, I mean, the big numbers right. in my opinion will come, but it, it's a building process. There's no such thing as like overnight results, right? Right. So you kind of have to find your value and then build, build the value. Is that yeah. what you would say? Yeah. I, I'm a big believer. I'm a big fan of like, I'll give you an example. I was just, um, I was on a call with someone who's coming on to work with me as a client and he's a financial advisor and wants to start okay. using virtual tools to build his business um, and connect with his clients. And, and one of the things that I recommend with anyone that I start working with for the first time is first of all, what platform is your network on is that your people are on and then connect with them and reach out to them, have a conversation with them, be like, Hey, um, this is what I do. Or here's, here's what I'm working on. What sort of questions do you have around this? And when they give you those questions and, and they're asking particular questions, you can then go and, and create your value-based content answering those questions. So then when you circle back around and you're putting that content out there, people are like, oh yeah, you know, that was the question I asked her. Oh, how did they know that that's what I was needing or that I was wanting? Like give people what they need, give people what they want. Don't make an assumption. Um, that's the, in my opinion, the best way to connect with people. And then also that's the best way to learn what sort of content you need to be creating. Right. Right. So what do you think the most powerful platform uh, is to use for social media? I know some people do recommend LinkedIn, but a lot of college students aren't familiar with LinkedIn. What do you think is really the, the tool that has brought you the most success? Well, I think they all have a different purpose. I think it really depends on, you know, what it is that you're offering and where do your people spend their time. Um, so they all have a different purpose. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I mean, I know there's, I, I haven't quite wrapped my mind around TikTok. I don't, I, that's not one that I've used. My niece uses it. She, she rocks it out on TikTok, but yeah. Um, it, it just really depends on where your people are. So that's where, you know, doing that research, tr treating it like a business, right? So I think there's like this, this vanity thing that happens around the idea of being an influencer, right? And so people try to go mm -hmm. out and create what they're seeing. And, and, and then that's where we have all these people that are trying to be alike where no, be yourself. And then just find where are your people that you want to serve, who you want to help, where are they hanging out and where they're spending time. Um, 
for me, I spend a lot of time on Facebook because I like Facebook groups. There's a lot of value that you can get by participating in groups. And if you're trying to create a product or service, you can go in those groups and see what sort of questions are being asked, right? You, if you have yet to build a network, go into those Facebook groups, see what sort of questions are being asked, answer those questions, connect with those people, build relationships with those people, um, so that would be one. LinkedIn is another one that um, it definitely has more of a professional environment, but I think it's, you know, it, it's changing a little bit. It, it truly is a networking site. It's, it's how can you go and interact and have dialogue with people virtually. And if you treat them like networking tools, um, they all have a different way of doing it and a different process but you just find which one. Um, and then too, you have to like, you have to enjoy it. Like if you don't enjoy being on social media or you don't enjoy certain platforms, once again, it's going back to that. Does it feel good? Do you feel lighter or happy when you're spending time on it? If you don't, then, you know, go explore some of the other options. Yeah. You have to be authentic yeah. when you're using it. For yeah. Yeah. Do you think that, um, do you, would you say that um, you need a LinkedIn though? I guess if you're looking to get jobs or be hired by like a company, do you, are they looking for you to be on LinkedIn? I wouldn't necessarily say they are looking for you to be on LinkedIn, but it's easy to be found on LinkedIn. And what's really okay. amazing about LinkedIn is you can get access to people that you normally wouldn't get access to if you weren't on LinkedIn, right? So think about it. If you want to work at some particular company, very likely the decision maker is on LinkedIn because oftentimes let's say you're applying for a job, there's like these steps you go through and you got to get through what they call the gatekeeper, right? And mm -hmm. LinkedIn is a way to access the person who you want to access but you want to be super strategic like you don't want you want to make sure your profile like that's one of the things that I help people do with a, a service that I offer called profile extreme makeover well I'll come in and I will make over their profile and I will help them create their profile in a way that connects with who they're wanting to connect with establish yourself as the authority and whatever it is you can help them with and then give them a call to action. So you want to make sure that your, your profile is optimized. You want to make sure that it's clear on what the outcome is that you want. And then by connecting with people and going and engaging on their content that they're posting or engaging on other people's content will really help get you visibility in a way that you might not get visibility if you were going the traditional way of applying for a job. So LinkedIn, I, I love LinkedIn. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn and, and, and it's actually a lot of fun to be on um, if you look at it from the perspective of kind of higher level ways of connecting with people that you might not have an opportunity to connect with traditionally. And I think that I would definitely look into having a profile makeover. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm actually um, in the process of creating a course, like a done, because right now it's a done for you service where I come in and I do, I'll do the makeover for you, but I'm only one person, so I can only do so many makeovers at a time. So I'm actually creating a course that walks you through all of the steps to how to make sure that all of your 
profiles are optimized. So that's like coming out really, really soon. My goal is here in the next couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, anyone who wants their profile to optimize their profiles. Yeah. Just find me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn, find me on Facebook, Instagram, wherever, like, you know, that's the other thing is you want to be accessible yeah. in social media. We'll make sure to include, um, your Instagram handle and all of your information in the comments and Absolutely. in the transcripts so they can find yeah. it. In case we aren't able to get hop on another call after this, I just want to ask you one of our closing questions. Sure. And that is, um, how, how do you consider yourself a groundbreaker and what is the one groundbreaking mark you want to leave on the world? Ooh, that's a good question. So how do I, so groundbreaking, um, for myself, I mean, my goal is to really truly help people see that we all have a common purpose. Um, for those who are looking for their mm -hmm. purpose and, and our purpose, I believe is to help one another. And we all possess different, unique skills, tools, personalities, whatever that is, to make that difference. And to be groundbreaking, in my opinion, is to really lean into that purpose, um, be true to who you are, because that's what the world needs from all of us, every single one of us, it does not exclude anyone. And that how we can all be groundbreaking is to truly lean into that. and to make the difference with whether it's one person or many people, you know, if, if that's what we're motivated by, if that's what's driving us, likely will will make an impact for a lot of people. But that was something that I had to explore for myself. And then that's the message that I'm wanting to share and continue. And, and all of my services and products are built around helping people identify and shine their influence to get their influence out there and to make the difference that they're meant to make. I love that. And we love that you're helping us do that with our platform of this podcast. And I think that what you're working on really embodies being a rebel groundbreaker. So we thank you for talking with us today and sharing more about what you do and maybe Absolutely. giving some insight to students who are looking to influence in a way that brings out their authentic self amen to that and always happy to help when you guys reached out to me um it literally made my day and like i said unlv has oh, a special good. place in my heart and las vegas has a special place in my heart so i'm just happy to be a part of this process with you all Thank you. And we'll be in touch with you very soon. And I think that we'll probably schedule another interview because we know that you have a lot more insight to give us. Oh, absolutely. Would love to. Anytime. You just, you know how to find me. Okay. Thank you. I know it was Thank a quick you. call, but we got a lot out of that. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. You as well. Bye, Natalie. So once again, we want to give a very special shout out to Natalie for coming on today's interview podcast. She gave us some very insightful tips on how to expand our brand through social media. But I think the most important message was that she, she really um, brings out the message of being a rebel and staying true to yourself without focusing on what 
other people are looking for on social media. I think she really cultivates the idea of being yourself and running with your own ideas and then knowing that other people will follow that because you're passionate about it. And as always, Rebel Groundbreakers, here at UNLV, we are groundbreakers, paving new ground, finding our influence, and making our mark on the world. 